0: Welcome back to the Get Stuck In podcast. We've been off for just a little bit, just a tiny little break. Uh, Quite a lot's happened in that time. We've had a certain team win the league after quite a while, which we won't talk about. Uh, We've had a bit of a health crisis that's affected football and everything. Just just a a tiny tiny little bit. Um, So there's a lot lot for us to go back and cover. We're going to slightly change the format it obviously uh, changed a little bit midway through last time with the introduction of player debates. But yeah, it is, it's sort of a natural just chat about what's going on in world about football and then we'll try and have a debate at the end of every episode. Uh, if you head over to the Twi- Twitter account, you can reply to the poll, take part in the poll and suggest debates for us to do in the future. And I mean, if you wanted, you could even uh, message on Twitter or email in or something if you want to maybe get involved with the show, if you want to come on and give a take. But yeah, we're back. Hopefully, it's going to be <laughs> regular and um, last. Yeah, a minute. Hopefully, um, probably. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And just the, the, probably, people have probably forgotten who we are. I'm Sam and I'm with Max. Yeah, I'm Max. <laughs> yeah. Really so, 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 as we said, there's been a very big gap since we last did this. I think our last one was about Xhaka walking off the pitch for Arsenal, which a similar event may have happened again since then. But <laughs> we moved. So the season so far, it's been a crazy one. What's your take so far on the whole thing? Who 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 do you think if we we'll leave the title race till the end? What do you think about who's been your surprise so far this season? Of many, my
1: surprise, my surprise is actually um, looking a little bit sort of mid-table is West Ham. Um, I had them going down. <laughs> believe it or not. And I feel like I'm not the only one in that. I've got a friend who's a West Ham fan who had them going down as well. So um, I I feel like after scraping by last season, um, just avoiding relegation, basically Mikel Antonio single-handedly saved them at the end of the season. Um, Coming into this season, the whole situation around Grady D and Ghana moving to West Brom, there was a There was clearly a bit of a, a bit of a cloud around the club but they seem I think Moyes has massively turned it around there improved I think I think I think with David Moyes people had started to see him as a part of that collection of managers maybe moving into that collection of managers you know the sort of the fill-ins like Bruce Pardue, yeah. the one who in so like Allardyce has become that now um but he's proved that he is better than them generally um, as yeah. manager. He has a bit of a um, bit of nouse about him. Um, yeah. yeah. Who's your surprise?
0: I mean, it's kind of mental how many options there are for this question. <laughs> like you literally say Villa, Southampton, I don't even know, like maybe Tottenham if you want to put them in there, Arsenal and Chelsea for being poor. I would say, in in terms of difference from last year, and admittedly, like, I don't particularly follow this team and know a lot about them, but the drop-off of Sheffield United is just unbelievable. Like, it's not like last year they just survived. Like, if Villa last season just survived and then had the season Sheffield having now, you'd probably be like, yeah, you can sort of see that coming. But it's difficult, because they spent quite a lot this summer. I'm not sure if you... Have seen I can't remember. I don't think they made too many signings that properly impact their first team, which might be the issue. But they signed um, two fullbacks from Derby, who I knew quite well just from Football Manager, who I was quite excited to see in the prem. But they've just been backups. And I don't know, maybe Wilder got found out. I'm not sure. I mean, you see what he did last year. He's clearly an incredible manager. And they signed Brewster um,
1: as well. But yeah, he's yeah. he hardly he hasn't played Brewster regularly, so. Um, yeah, like Brewster's hardly started.
0: I mean the thing is like, how much how much they bought him for, it's just crazy to think. Like what is he had he scored for Liverpool? I don't think at men's level. I don't think he
1: had. I'm not sure he'd actually played any first team minutes in the Yeah. Time.
0: Yeah. And I mean I've I've talked to people about um Nketiah at Arsenal. He probably with with the ability of Liverpool's board to get money for players. Nketiah's what got at least ten goals at the sort of professional level, played loads of games. You just sort of know Arsenal would get less for Brewster. And it's like it's unbelievable. It's like Ives, Solanke, all these players. So they're brilliant at that. And it's kind of paid dividends at the top. But yeah, Sheffield United, the drop off, they were playing such good football last year. And I, I do probably think it's a case of people have worked them out. They did have quite a specific way of playing with the Sort of, it's like the um, overlapping centre backs and things like that. But, oh, and I also think, actually, one thing I do think was poor by them was um, Ramsdale. I just don't think he's the one and like, He was a lot of money as well. He was more than Martinez by about yeah. five million or so. But, I mean, he didn't even, I know, because I think he was an ex Sheffield United player as well, which almost made it. A my bit thing
1: is the Ramsdale stuff. Uh, I do think it was a bit of um, a bit of a sort of. Uh, a nice sort of uh, PR move, but something for the fans to feel good about, an ex-player coming back. Yeah. Um, They they took that step. And I don't... Ramsdale wasn't bad. He's not a bad keeper. He wasn't at Bournemouth. But I feel like coming back to the Prem, he clearly hasn't performed.
0: To be fair as well, both Bournemouth and Sheffield really aren't even the kind of teams down the bottom that do sit in. They're both quite... uh, offensive teams or sense. at least forward thinking yeah so he's probably in one of the harder jobs in the league compared to like I don't know like West Brom or someone um, like how many times have you seen a goalkeeper like, even like Pickford like you see so many goalkeepers down the bottom even Mignolet like they look incredible Begovic as well and then they go to a bigger club where they're not getting that protection so yeah I mean whether he is a poor player is up for debate but it clearly hasn't worked out how they wouldn't how they would have wanted it to, but it's unbelievable that they haven't won a game. Yet. Are they? Am I right in saying they're still on one point? Is it two?
1: Uh, they're on two now.
0: <laughs> two massive points. So, I mean, yeah, they would be my surprise. But like, like I said, there's so many you could pick from. West Ham a shout. Thing with West Ham is, is they did start poorly, didn't they? And then Moise was out. Moise had to miss a couple of games.
1: Yeah, but yeah. And yeah. they just turned around.
0: But yeah, yeah, I mean, Bowen as well. If you're talking players, I think Bowen's been incredible.
1: I love Bowen. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it's a surprise because I, I, like I think that.
0: people have seen it coming, but he's a top player.
1: No, I, I I rate Bowen extremely highly.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um, We will, obviously, we're recording this on Friday and there's been a pretty big transfer development for West Ham, but we'll come back to that in a bit when we touch on the transfer window in more detail. So if we move away from sort of surprises, we've sort of touched on a couple of teams there. You've got the battle for top four, which again, we're probably going to go into more detail later on in the sort of main debate of the pod. So if we go further up the, the big places, the podium places, right now it looks like three teams have pulled away. And there's a couple of teams who were sort of challenging those three. You had topped them up there earlier on. They dipped off, dipped down a little bit. Southampton for a time, I think they went top once or twice. But now you've got Liverpool, the champions, Man City, who well, Man City are actually fifth, aren't they? But games in hand, I think it's fair to say they're in the conversation. And Man United, who suffered a defeat to Man City in the Carabao. Don't know if you saw that game, but where do you see the title going at this point? If you um, put money on it,
1: I'm inclined to say Man City. Um, I never got the early. The early season sort of, like, City took a while to get going. There's no doubt about that. But they, they were going to take a while to get going. Um, they had a few few new faces up in the forward areas, um, like Ferran Torres to, to, to mesh in. Um, but I never got the rhetoric of uh, City whenever in a title race. I remember a month or two ago, people just writing them off. Yeah. Left, right, and centre. Don't write this. <laughs> you don't write this City team off. Yeah. they got 199 points in two seasons I mean are you kidding me <laughs> like
0: I think a team like,
1: managed by Pep Guardiola is always in the title race yeah there is no question about that um, and I'd say they're favourites at the moment I don't see United being able to put up a sustained um a sustained title challenge I think yeah. they're good 100% um, I think Ollie's. Deserves praise, but he gets a lot of stick, especially for how they went out of the Champions League. Um, but he's done excellently with um, within the league this year. I don't think they've lost since mid-November. Well, it's definitely sometime in November. Um,
0: lost to Arsenal was that last.
1: So I, yeah, I don't. I don't see them putting up a challenge for the whole season. I don't think they've got. Um, I think they rely too heavily on Bruno. Um, yeah, in the areas. Uh, basically, when he's out of the team, you know, I remember a while back at West when they played away at West Ham, they got dominated the first half, and West Ham were all over them, one nil up. Should have been two or three, and then Bruno comes on and they they, they wipe the floor with them. So, um, as for as for Liverpool, um, I think we've seen a bit of a. I feel like they look tired at the moment. Um, I think I think the forward line look very tired I think that's largely down to Jota being missing they don't they can't rotate so they're just having to play game after game like they have done for years um the back line obviously is in disarray because we've got like basically got the canteen at the back now so <laughs> the canteen workers are playing there so um uh, i mean i I don't I, I did have a few weeks ago, if you'd asked me after the, the Palace game where Liverpool batted battered on 7-0, I would have been a lot more confident. But seeing the last few games to get the team that team just looks um looks a little bit out of sort, a little bit disjointed. And I'm sure they'll get it back. I think Liverpool and City are the two this year again. Um and I'd also I would throw Spurs in there. They're not yeah. far off. Like they are they're only four points off the top. Yeah. So they're still in the race. And I think Spurs with Mourinho, Mourinho knows how to win. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Um whether whether you like his brand of football or not, I'm more in the camp of if you win, that's good for me. I want my team yeah. to win. Um so I I'd say those four are the main contenders. Um I don't see Chelsea putting up a fight, they've been frankly awful for about <laughs> six games. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, I'm, I'm assuming Arsenal aren't in it. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you put anyone sort of Southampton, Leicester level as being in it, or do you
1: the think only one? The only one at that level is Leicester. Leicester deserved yeah. me. Like, you know, I've probably been a bit unfair on Leicester because they are three points above Spurs. I don't yeah. know if played, they might play the game more. Yeah, they have played the game more. Um, but yeah, Leicester I would throw in there. That was probably a good shout um yeah. play good. Well, i don't again i don't think they've got the m- sort of metal to yeah. last a full season like we've seen with i've got the table up here it was a while back yeah so they've they don't pick up any draws they've won 10 i think they've done quite well done all right recently but yeah. they've won 10 lost five drawn two so they tend to eat they tend to win or lose basically um They've gone on runs this season where they've lost like two or three in a row, and then one, two, or three in a row. So I just don't see them being consistent enough to put up a fight. Um, but you never know this season because everyone seems to be dropping points left, right, and center, apart from United at the moment. So <laughs> and see. So yeah, what do you reckon?
0: Well, I was just going to say, but before I sort of give my piece on the title race, you mentioned um, Man United and Tottenham. Uh, did you watch the Man City Cup semi-final?
1: No. I, I, I yeah. watched it a bit. Uh, yeah. Um,
0: the, um, I just thought, obviously, it doesn't particularly matter for the league because it's the Cup and it, it's a slightly different sort of vibe and just how they play and things. But Man City, I it, it felt like it was back to two years ago, three years ago. Foden is just... Incredible! I can't believe that he doesn't start. I know they like to rotate, but how he doesn't start every single match is beyond me. Um, but going on to Man United, I think it was, it was the fourth semi-final, wasn't it? That Ollie's now lost, and I just think I think you're right that he gets criticised more than he should. But I just think that's the perfect illustration of what he is at Man U. I don't think he's. I think he's come in and built such a solid base. And I didn't even think he'd be able to do that, so credit to him for that. But I'm just don't, I just don't—I don't see him ever taking them that extra step in any competition. And then on that note as well, um, Tottenham obviously beating Brentford. Who, how you said Mourinho wins? How do you see that final going? Do you think Mourinho can get one over Pep, or I think I do you think Man City too yeah. strong? You know, think they'll uh, win
1: Yeah, um, I swear, I, winning that. I think I think they're going to do a bit of a a bit of a job like they did earlier in the season when they won 2-0. Um, yeah.
0: Defend
1: it. That, that game earlier in the season, Spurs, because I thought they were, I I still believe they are in the title challenge. Then I was more, I was more convinced at that point because it seemed like <laughs> that earlier on in the season, it, it seemed like Liverpool and Spurs and obviously that's changed now. Um, but they, they defended so well. Yeah. Oh, wait, so a team, a team, like, I always say a team you know what a team defends well when they stay on their feet in the box. Yeah. They the team out on their feet. They don't go diving. Spurs the whole game just stayed on their feet, stayed in front of their man. No rash challenges. Um, and just made life so hard for City going forward. And City was struggling for goals at that time. Um, and I just think they're going to do a similar job. I think I think Mourinho knows that he just knows a back See. Mourinho in that situation.
0: Yeah, I was talking to someone about this in general, sort of more, more Man City orientated, and we were saying obviously Tottenham beat Man United as well, didn't they? Six one, and they are very. They, I think they've got a good record against Man City. They knocked out the Champions League a few years ago. They've done well in the league, but this um, this Man City team in the Carabao Cup final is just a different animal. I mean, in the Carabao Cup, but in the final itself, it's like they're in the competition. Like everyone jokes about. Arsenal in the FA Cup
1: and renamed it the Emirates if so they, they win it
0: this year um, is it is it three
1: in a row or four in a row four in a row that's just yeah, I know it's that equals the record um, record in um, like consecutively oh really but yeah I, I just think Man City and it equals the uh, overall record it'll equal Liverpool's both yeah, just, both hell Liverpool those stats yeah. um, so it's oh, just... pretty incredible
0: in that, in that situation, even with Mourinho, I just think as well, you've got to think if Tottenham gets it, it's not till April. Um, and I just think if they get to it, especially if they're without Kane or Son for injury, but even if they have them, I just think... And the thing with Man City since that Tottenham game, they're, they're a very different team since then. I know it wasn't too long ago, but when I said, did you, did you watch it? I was watching it at the time with my friend, and Ruben Diaz and John Stones have got an incredible relationship at the moment. I, I was a bit...
1: It. It's funny uh, how Laporte's not in the team and they're doing quite well now. Well, this is, this is what I was saying. I, I, don't,
0: I don't see how Laporte gets back in at the moment.
1: No, it's, it's incredible. Ruben Diaz
0: is... I, admittedly, I didn't think he was going to be a poor signing, but I just... There's been a lot of signings from Portugal that haven't done it. I mean, Bruno's the key sort it's of exception, exception but and Ruben I'm Diaz... Right. Yeah, <laughs> but... Ruben, yes, isn't it? it's, it's, he's kind of, I guess it's different because he's a centre-half compared to Bruno, but he's gone about it very quietly and he's just steadily improved their defence. Like you said, they had a few wobbles at the start and they, they almost lacked creativity, which is crazy to say from Man City side. But now, and that, this is what's going to sort of go back to the title race. I think that's the thing they have over Liverpool and Man United at the moment, is just a, not through Liverpool's fault because of injuries. Their defence is just so much more settled the Man United's defense. I don't think anyone really trusts them at the moment. I think Lindelof and Maguire. It just doesn't seem to work. Like it seems to work for a few games and then it goes horribly wrong. And yeah, seen- obviously, yeah. a lot of people like you don't they? But he's just not reliable with his injuries. And um, and obviously Liverpool are losing probably the two best centre backs in the league, or at least top five. Um, so I just think that can help. And if, if Man City can get back to that creative play, which I think they're starting to do with Foden. I, I just, I'm, I love Foden so much. I think he's, in, I was watching that game and he's just, he's not even playing like, well, I mean, is he 20 now? I think he's, he's not even playing like, oh, he's at, he's at this level. He's playing above the level of most of the, the other players on the pitch. Um, so I, I think if Man City can get that creativity back, I think the league's theirs, but I will always say, I agree Man United aren't really in it, but I will, just this Liverpool team, even without Van Dijk and Gomez, just and beyond that, Klopp himself. To be
1: honest, I was surprised by how well Liverpool had done, like, yeah. like you talk about playing, I mean, qualified top of the Champions League group as well, with yeah. basically playing, Two youth centre backs as a pairing with yeah. a with a defensive midfielder. Yeah, I
0: mean Fabinho stepped um, up so well. He's such a, he's so oh, is solid. A
1: yeah, he's he's still he's recognised, but he's still underrated. Somehow still uh, underrated. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: But um, yeah, so just to sort of end this thing, I think we're both sort of in agreement that Man City are probably favourites.
1: Yeah, but I've got I've got City as favourites. I had I had Liverpool favourites start the season, but um, yeah. With everything that's happened, I would say I would say City. So. City, then Liverpool,
0: yeah.
1: with United, United in third.
0: Before we finish this up, I just sort of had one sort of question or topic about Man City specifically. You know, obviously, Aguero's been out. I think he's nearly back, and Jesus is sort of in and out of injuries. Um, Aguero's getting on as well. I think his contract's up. Um, so he could be leaving in the summer. And Jesus is just, he's never really nailed down that first spot. And um, I don't know if you saw, obviously, De Bruyne played false nine against Chelsea, and he, was sort- he wasn't sort—he was quite the false nine against Man United, but it was like sort of that fluid front three. I think Mahrez was kind of the main middleman, but they all rotated around. And I was listening to um, a podcast over there, and they were talking about how Pep's kind of dabbled with this false nine or midfielder up front at Man City on, a, on occasion, mainly due to injuries. But obviously, if you take it back further to Barcelona, it was kind of all he ever did. Which I think he obviously had Messi there at times, but it's messy. But he even did it with Fabregas quite often. And De Bruyne there especially, I wonder if, and I sort of want your opinion on it, do you think this is almost his most natural system? But... Or do you think it is just that he would prefer to have a recognised num- number nine? He maybe just doesn't have access to one, because I mean, there's links with Harland and things like that. But obviously, he was an incredible success at Barca.
1: I think um, obviously, depending on what happens uh, to finish the season, I think it, I think a lot we'll, we'll find out a lot from the next transfer window in the summer, who he brings yeah. in. If he brings in a major striker, someone like a Harland, yeah. Well, then there's no doubt what he wants yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah. But um, it is interesting you say about the Fabregas stuff, because I remember Fabregas was playing like that for Spain as well on occasion yeah. during their golden era. Do you,
0: um, think, do you think it's a waste of De Bruyne? Even though he's incredible there, do you think you're missing out more on what I he can I don't think you are,
1: because you watch him play in that position, he doesn't just stick there. He's basically got a free roam in that middle of the park um, to, in, to in, basically integrate with both the forwards and the midfielders. Um, for me KDB is the best um, the best creative player out there so for me he he works in pretty much any system Um, he's not bad at football uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. but yeah so
0: basically Man City to win the league Liverpool could do it but we'll see and then I guess yeah just quickly uh, Sheffield down He's then following West Brom,
1: or yeah, I think the current three are going down. I think yeah. it's weird. Um, I don't understand why Brighton are seventeenth. Yeah, like, they create so many chances, they just can't score. <laughs> like yeah. they shouldn't no. be seventeenth. Um, yeah, they're, they're a good side, Brighton. They should pick up wins at some point. Like yeah, they've got they've got to. I I don't yeah. see Fulham. I don't, to be fair, Fulham actually have two games in hand on them, so they could overtake them.
0: Yeah, Fulham um, picked up quite a lot, so especially in start
1: yeah. the So Fulham are in with a shout at the moment, but yeah, I'd um, say the current three probably. So
0: do you think West Brom, Sam Allardyce, is finally going to get relegated?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think the team's got enough quality. Um, yeah, in the squad at all. Um, yeah, I think their best player is Sam Johnston. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's not a bad thing to have, but um, you need more than Sam Johnston. To, to stay up, he can't rely yeah. on your keeper pulling off worldies every week. So,
0: yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we did. We, we meant you mentioned West Ham earlier on, and we mentioned a big transfer that's happened day, which you yeah. didn't actually know about before yeah. we started no, recording this. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I missed it as well. I saw the tweet this morning. I was baffled. I don't. I mean, I'm baffled because it was a bit of a shock. But I'm not sure if it's sort of the worst decision or whatever. Um, we'll go into it now. So obviously, if you haven't seen uh, this morning, Halaire, who did they sign him for about 40, 40, 45?
1: 45 million, yeah.
0: Um, a year ago, I think it was, um, has left. He's gone to Ajax. I think Ajax is a bit of a surprise as well, but we'll focus on just the fact that he's left West Ham. Obviously, he's filled in for Antonio, um, who I think everyone kind of is sort of known that Antonio will be the main man when he's fit. But he struggled with his fitness throughout. And even then, I wouldn't even say he is the most considered. He's a very streaky goal scorer. So, do you think it's sort of nailed on they're going to bring someone else in? Or, or what? I mean, I guess simpler than that. What? Why do you think they've let him go? Do you just not think he's the one?
1: I think smart money is on. Well, the smart thing to do, I reckon, would be I'm not telling West Ham to I'd run the club here. But I, <laughs> I, I would. <laughs> i would if you're gonna bring so i don't know if they've got who who've they got actually to back up antonio now
0: it's unless they've got some youngsters um to my knowledge it's antonio and they i mean this is a different position but i think they've sold snodgrass to west brom yeah so that, that you've lost a winger there they've,
1: there's no anderson yeah i assume they must they, they must be thinking about bringing someone in yeah. um it's gotta be you got to bring someone in that's cheap because if Antonio is your main man, don't bring in a 40 million pound striker.
0: Yeah.
1: So I, I was surprised at the move. Um, I think the more I think about it, the less I am surprised because obviously he wasn't going to start. They just spent 40 million. They spent 40, 40 million on him last year. The more he doesn't play, the more, the more his value is going to drop. So yeah. if, if you're going to ship him out sooner than later. Yeah. So I think they've made the right decision. Um, but Ajax is an odd one, on from Ajax's point of view. Um, I don't know what you think about that, but...
0: Um, yeah, no, uh, I, it is, is odd, isn't it, with their sort of profile of, <laughs> obviously, like, academy players, but, I mean, I guess they brought Tadic in, sort of, that was a bit of a surprise at the time, and that's gone really well. But, I mean, it's odd for him as well, because hes I, I don't think he's that old. I think he's, like, 25, 26.
1: Yeah, he's not, he's not. He's
0: not, he's not, he's not he's um, and you, I mean, I would have assumed he maybe would have wanted to go to... One of the to perceived I'm top five
1: leagues. Key. Sorry, carry on.
0: I was going to say I think he would have gone to one of the sort of major leagues if he could. Not to disrespect the Dutch league, but it it doesn't quite have the same sort of esteem I think as the Bundesliga, uh, Spanish league. But I mean, to be fair to him, he'll probably he'll probably do extremely well there. Given yeah, Ajax's sort of general dominance of that of that league. So. I'm sure he's happy with it. I'm sure he'll bang some goals. I mean, he scored. Only the other week he scored an absolute script, uh, but a bicycle kick that was just incredible. And I think he's done it a couple of times. So he's got a, he's definitely got something about him. He, you can kind of see why they wanted to get him in the first place. It was a lot of money, obviously, but I guess that's just the Premier League now.
1: Have they really played with a recognised striker for a couple of years? Because when they made that Champions League run, were they not playing Tadic as like a false nine?
0: Yeah, they, yeah, they tend to play Tadic in that role. Yeah. So, with hunter dead as well. Yeah, but he's getting
1: he's, on. We still have that Casper Dolberg. No,
0: I think he's gone to France. He plays for Nice. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah. yeah. I mean, he doesn't exactly from on a very sort of a basic stereotypical standpoint. He doesn't. He's a very sort of big man. Strong, it's a hold up striker. Yeah, he doesn't really suit the profile. But then again, I guess sort of if he does get, if he, he like say, it could be a good hold up, good one touch. Yeah, um, he
1: doesn't he strike me as a as a player as part of that sort of pass and move um, yeah. system that Ajax have played the last. I season. mean, their manager. Um, I'm
0: sure we'll talk about managers a lot as the sort of as the series or season continues. But he's a top man. Is it Eric Ten Hag? I think. Yeah. The top manager. He's obviously sort of he had that specifically good run a few years ago, but um, I mean, yeah. In terms of getting better as a player, I think there's not many better places to be. So maybe maybe he does well there for a year or two and then moves on. I don't know, but yeah. So big move for West Ham. Like I say, it probably was just a case of there's no point of letting him letting his value depreciate anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah. moving on. Uh, probably the Biggest story, I would argue, or just sort of—I mean, it's more of a saga than a story—is Meza Urzila. Arsenal finally looks like it's over. Um, there's a couple of rumors about sort of America and things, but I think now it's sort of looking likely that he's going to Fenerbahce. Uh, apparently, he's had a, had a new villa built there, so I'm sure he will enjoy his time there. Should he go there, and he's gonna—I'm sure he's going to be earning a lot of money. I'm pretty sure Arsenal. Are likely to pay, still be paying him for the next six months but I think Arsenal in particular are glad that this one's just finally over and they can move on from it uh, there's also, I think, Socrates is now going there as well, sort of rumoured too. from a non-Arsenal fan, from a neutral perspective, how do you view, not necessarily the last, not the reasons he's leaving, just his career at Arsenal obviously kind of Changed the way he changed the culture at the club when he joined because Arsenal never spent any money and then they dropped this money on a Real Madrid German national team creative midfielder. How do you think? What do you think his legacy will be? I guess at Arsenal and in the league in the Premier League, maybe.
1: Um, I, I, I I'd say he. I, I don't know whether it's true or not. But he's, he, his legacy, to me, looks like the one of a flawed protagonist. Yeah. From that sense, if we're getting, um, if we're going to talk about it like that. Um, a player who comes in, impact from the very off, superb for a number of years. I think he had the quickest... Wasn't he the quickest to 50 assists in the Prem? And then yeah. De Bruyne wrote that. Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, that year as well, I think it was the year last on the league, where he was at, because De Bruyne got the record last year and he equaled Henry's yeah. 20 assists. And he was, I think, Ursula was on 16 in December.
1: Yeah. Limited Giroux happened. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's what, I mean, that's the that's how close it could have been, though, to if he, if he got 24 assists that year, it's probably looked at completely differently yeah. to what he is. Yeah, I,
1: I, He's obviously there's so much. I'm sure something will come out in a few years um, about mm-hmm. his time at Arsenal because there's so much we don't know. Yeah. Like there's so there is clearly been fallings out. Yeah, been a falling out with either Arteta or just the club. Yeah, people higher up in the club because he's he's been an outcast for what two years now. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, depending on how good he is now, I think we'll find out maybe not in the turkish league but i think it's the turkish league but um if you had to um
0: if you had to sort of simplify it down they spent i think it's 42 million at the time which is probably more like 60 now in this market but 42 million at the time and then obviously the massive contract which was talked about so much he's been there for seven years do you think in just sort of very simplified sort of yes or no, do you think, or hit? I guess hit or miss, do you think he has, for the, that cost and the contract and things, do you think what he gave Arsenal was worth it?
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I mean, he ended, one, he ended the trophy draft, didn't he? Yeah, he got it, yeah. He ended the trophy draft, um, provided a w- wonderful array of play, yeah uh, as much as it's about winning it, it like and i said that earlier i'd rather win than play nice yeah. football but playing nice football is fantastic um and he yeah. he he, he, cl- he brought um the best version of football and that's what you I mean,
0: want. it's, it's so, like the goal against um Lou the it's like... just it, it's such it is like as an man it's such a shame how it's ended but I think one thing that a lot of people forgot in this last year when Arsenal obviously had a lot of ups and downs, so many people went to it's because he's not. Oh, he he would be the solution, and I think people do forget that he was his final year before he sort of stopped playing. He wasn't he wasn't the same player that he was before the, before the contract and when he was scoring that goal. So it is a difficult one, but sort of to summarise it, at his peak he is one of the best players I think I've I've seen play like on a consistent basis definitely in the time at Arsenal I mean him Santi Cazorla and I'd probably put Sanchez in there just stand out as kind of the Emirates era obviously you could include like that in person things but yeah I think he's definitely I definitely wouldn't say he's going to go down as a club legend
1: who would you take Fabregas or Ozil
0: what in their prime yeah that's they're they're just both so good. I reckon if, if you were talking input, if you were talking sort of who's going to get more goals and assists as a, as a whole, and who's probably probably is just a more effective player, you'd probably say Fabregas. And I think Fabregas could probably play a little bit deeper and do do a few different roles. Obviously, you mentioned equaling that false nine. But if I had to sort of if I had one game left to watch football, and I could watch one player have like their prime performance. I'd probably, I'd have Ozil up there and then probably would be Messi. as number one. I'd probably rewatch the Messi bayern game on repeat. But yeah, he's an incredible player. It's a shame. I think him going to Turkey has always been an inevitable move. So I guess it's finally going to be done and it's going to be interesting to see how Arsenal um, re-spend all those wages they're going to save. But yeah. So yeah, hello to Ajax. Ozil finally on his way out. There hasn't really been too much else so far. I don't really think this window is going to be... Uh, going to be a busy one. I
1: think a lot of the big teams are looking to the summer. There's a lot of players, yeah. like Oka Meccano. Obviously, PSG... There's, a, there's a, lot of,
0: um, a lot of contracts running out this Yeah, PSG are trying to
1: contracts for... I don't think Neymar or Mbappe's are running out, but they want to sort new deals for them, so yeah. no one comes into them.
0: Um, yeah, but Mbappe think... said he was going to leave, didn't he? Start of yeah, the year. Yeah. Be interesting to see what Poch can do.
1: Yeah, exactly. We're keeping them. Um, yeah, so do you want to move on to the big debate?
0: Yeah, so yeah, like, like I sort of briefly mentioned, if if, if you can remember, a cast reminds my back a whole year, <laughs> uh, we kind of redesigned the podcast a little bit and we added in, uh, I think we called it the Galacticos or something like that, where we would debate a player. We did we did Drogba, So We did a couple of yeah. big name legends of the game and then we debated it we talked about it put we'd, it to
1: um, you put it edison up. allison um yeah. i remember losing that one <laughs> <But> <laughs> i wonder what it would i wonder what the poll would think now yeah um, I,
0: i'll hold my hands up on that one i would definitely say allison has gone not even a little bit above him he's gone well beyond him but but yeah so we're gonna keep with that um theme but we're just gonna basically widen the debate it doesn't have it won't it, sometimes it may be about a player especially if we do things like priority here but basically we're going to end each podcast with a little debate and we'll, we'll post a poll on twitter um that you guys can get involved in you can you can comment your own suggestions for and like i sort of mentioned not i guess now that we're, on, now that we're doing these on zoom and we're doing them so she just it might be a little bit easier for people to maybe come in call in for the whole pod or maybe just for this section and give their take. So yeah, get involved on Twitter. Um, I'll leave a link to the Twitter and everything in the description and whatnot. So this week, we kind of left it out of the start debate. We're going to talk about the Premier League and top four. And for the purposes of this, we're going to kind of separate it and say that Man United, Liverpool Man City, we're going to assume that they're safely first, second and third, leaving fourth and we've sort of got it down to about five or six teams all vying for fourth. So we're going to debate the team that we think are going to get top four or fourth spot and why. And then, yeah, you guys can vote on the poll and say who you think was right or which club. And like we said, there's about six teams that could be put in this debate. So if you disagree with us, feel free to let us know your opinion. So do you want to take this
1: one, Max, with your shout? Um Good old Tottenham Hotspur. Good old Tottenham Hotspur. Um, What to say about them? I mean, I mean, people have them in a in a title race, and I still think they're, I still think they're in and about that sort of conversation, especially with Mourinho at the helm. Um, I think they've got the players um, now and the squad to go. I think I know who you're going to pick, obviously, but there are other candidates, um, like Everton. Um, Chelsea, although I don't think Chelsea are anywhere close at the moment. Um, you've got, I think, an excellent squad with an excellent manager who knows how to win games. The guy came second with United a couple of years ago um, with a team that was, in my opinion, not that great compared to the current United team. Um, he, he he picks up points where we, we don't even recognise it by the Leeds game last weekend where Spurs won 3-0, that's sort of just going to be like a, yeah, yeah. Sort, of, sort of a game that you don't really recognise at the end of the season, but it's just these points that he picks up. Yeah. Um, I think when it comes down to it, he will... I don't see anyone else challenging Spurs for that spot at the moment. I think Everton are the, probably the closest currently. Yeah. And I think, I think Leicester are there, 100%. Yeah. But again, like I said earlier, as to why I wouldn't put them in a title race they're not consistent enough. And I'm not saying Spurs are the most consistent team, but they will 100% put a few results together and they're not, they won't then go on and lose four in a row. So, yeah. um, I'd, I'd say Spurs. Yeah.
0: Before I go into my pick, obviously you know who it is and you touched on them there. My thing with Tottenham is, obviously, partially, I just don't want them to. But from a from a footballing perspective and a non-biased perspective, well, hopefully.
1: Non-biased, yeah. <laughs> I, um,
0: I, my thing is, um, we have talked about a little bit, is good football versus results football. And results football is great. Mourinho's football is great. I have no issue with playing in that kind of style, especially if it does win the league. But I just think there's a lot of games this season that have um, illustrated the frailties of it. And I, I just don't think that their football is, one, I don't think it makes anywhere near enough of what they have. I think they could, I think they should get top four on their squad. But I think the way he's playing, or Mourinho's playing, is detracting from them. And I think it's because I just think the football is unsustainable. Um, you look at the Wolves game, they were one up in the, in the second minute. And it was it was a good guy, it was a deflected goal. But they didn't really earn the goal. Do you know what I mean, it wasn't like you were dominating for 50 minutes and then you finally get the break. It was like, you just got this goal that was kind of lucky or whatever you want to call it. And then it was, okay, now we're not going to play football anymore. <laughs> we're just going to defend. And then it's almost like, especially against a team like Wolves, obviously, they where they're about Jimenez, but you cannot defend a game. Well, you, you won't consistently defend a game for 90 minutes. Without giving away probably two or three chances, and then it's up to the other team to take them. And obviously they scored a corner. They had, admittedly, they were unlucky in this one, but they drew it home to Newcastle. They had the West Ham game, which was a bit of a freak. But um, and I guess I guess you can include the Liverpool game in that as well, conceding a late header. And I just think, I think the West Ham game and I think the Newcastle game—they're very creative. And you mentioned Leeds as well. But even Leeds, they they could have easily gone one or two down. Leeds did make opportunities. We know how they play at the moment. And I just think they're, um, they could, they can dominate teams. They've got the players. Like Hoyberg is, everyone says he's his defensive player. He's great on the ball as well. He can easily dictate a game. And I just think the West Ham game obviously went wrong, which I think says a lot about the mentality. But the first half was incredible. It was one of the best, I hate to admit it, it's one of the best halves of football I've seen. They were playing great stuff. Son and Kane were just doing what they were doing. So, yeah, I, I just think if he changes the way they play, it's not even to say, oh, go out and play like Leeds, go, go for it 24-7. It's just that I think you can... Sometimes it is the best form of defence. is not even to attack, just to have the ball a little bit, apply a little bit of pressure. Even if you are just keeping the ball or you're just pressing a bit hard at the pitch, they just sit off so much that even if you are... Even if you're Van Dijk, Gomez and Allison if you sit back that much, you're going to give away two or three chances a game, I would say on the half. And it, you know what they say about the prime, if you give away a chance, you're probably going to concede. So I, I think they should get it. They have the potential to get it. But the way they go about it, I think is going to cost them in the long term. Who are you, who are you picking then? Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to go for, you mentioned them, Leicester. And I take your point about Um, sort of having the staying power to keep with it and they are inconsistent but on a very simplified terms I think one of the reasons they could get it is purely that they they were very not unlucky but they missed out last year by an inch it was so close and they've added to their team they've made their team a lot better with I mean they've still got Pereira which is difficult but um, Justin stepped up they've added Fafana who looks really solid is it uh, is it Castan the Belgian? Uh, yeah. Winger? I just think I think they've got a great squad. And they've they've started to build depth because they won the league obviously, and then it kind of went back to sort of mid table and they just they had a great first team, but it was that depth and I think now they're adding to it. I mean like people like Damari Gray. I think he's leaving in January or the summer. He just cannot get a game. And I just think that I was like Damari Gray is an incredible player. Uh, Harvey Barnes is playing incredibly well at the moment and. Schweig a top keeper, but the thing, the factor, and I, I literally saw a quote from him earlier on where he said he would he wouldn't leave Leicester because when he was at his lowest or he when he was in league, in a non-league, they they backed him and they stayed by him, and that's what Jamie Vardy. And yeah. I, I think he's the way Kane's playing this year has been he's changed his game. So I would say I wouldn't say he's better than, but I definitely say he's level to Kane and in the past few years I'd say he's been better than Kane if you're comparing English players but in terms of in the league he's he's top four strikers for me like he's doing such a good job and it's not even just his goals I don't know if you saw the assist with Madison against Newcastle
1: he's just,
0: he has so much energy
1: he's a man no who pays. for me it's Vardy's, Vardy's a man who is the most efficient striker going he doesn't yeah. You need five or six chances to get a goal. Yeah, He needs one. The amount of times you see the stats from a game and he's just had one chance and he's got a goal um, yeah. is incredible. Um, yeah. So I, I understand. I, yeah. Well,
0: I, I agree with you, though. That I, obviously, I mean, Rogers has showed it quite a few times that he, he can get ahead in a race and then fall short. But I think that squad depth and... The, it's not just the squad depth, it's the quality of the additions. And I, I don't know when Ricardo Pereira is expected back, but I think he could be a very big improvement. I mean, as well, we talk about Liverpool's ability to sell people and reinvest, reinvest well. I mean, Leicester have done an incredible job with um, Maguire and Chilwell, got huge fees for both of them. Invested, I mean, even Mares and Kante, they've invested all of it on the whole very well. They got, I mean, they've got creative. Madison's great. mentioned Barnes. I just think the squad is great. And I think Tottenham has a better squad. And I, I think it's in Tottenham's hands. But I think the way Mourinho operates and the way he has with Tottenham, because even with Chelsea, people say he played this way, and he did, especially in the bigger games. But some of his Chelsea teams played incredible football. Sort of the Lampard, Essien, Ballack, Drogbaugh, uh teams, they weren't, they won't go one and sitting in all the time Um, I think they literally won a couple of games like 8-0 and things like that so um, I think like I said he doesn't have to completely change the way he plays but I think he should just be a bit more ambitious, Mourinho and like I said I think Tottenham have the squad to do it I mean Son and Kane are just on a different planet
1: I think you've got to trust in Mourinho (laughs) he'll get it done
0: yeah, I mean, it, it, it's almost so a shame for them that the Cup isn't until April. Because if it was in, it's only in February, isn't it? And they could have got that under their belts. And I just think that is the worry, it? not as a Arsenal fan, is that once they get something, what impact will that have? Will, will Kane change? Like everything about the club, you can just see it shifting. So, yeah, I'm saying Leicester. You're saying Tottenham.
1: I suppose. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's. A, I mean, and as we said, there's a lot of teams you can put into this bracket. You've got Everton, Villa, there they There about Southampton. I think Southampton was the team I was thinking of saying the most. Um. And Top I mean, four. You, I think so. they're just I think honestly the main reason is just Ralph Hassenhue. but obviously you've got like Danny Ings' injury problems
1: could cost them Danny Ings is Danny Ings for me just, that
0: finish against Liverpool was he's amazing
1: vir- I'm not even I, this might be hyperbole but he's virginal world class for me <laughs> he's so good he's incredible Like no, he, I, he's I love the pieces fantastic yeah. football and I think I think
0: we've You've written off, and I've, I'm sort of in agreement with Chelsea. But it, I, I don't think they'll sign it around. But they are—I think they're only three points off, or something. I mean, there's a lot of games in hand, so it all gets a bit confusing. But say they were to sign someone, or they just got Havertz and Werner to click—I don't—I don't think we can quite put them out of the conversation. But I agree that they're definitely their trajectory is not the way you want it to go at the moment. But they've got Morecambe next. Havertz gets another hat-trick against a lower league
1: team. <laughs> balling. The, season, balling. <laughs> the season turns yeah. around.
0: So, yeah, we've, we've been gone a year. A lot has happened in that year. And hopefully, not with the pandemic, but hopefully with football, it continues to be as hectic. And I mean, the games, are, I feel like the games are just getting more and more sort of crazy and enjoyable. There
1: was a time in October, like late October, early November, where there was literally a game every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and obviously, hopefully, uh, especially the vaccine coming in, fans can get back soon. And I mean, I've watched some highlights of games just from last year that had fans not sort of intentionally just happened to watch them. And it's such a different feel, even when you're watching it, not there. It's just, it's remarkable what a difference it does make. Yeah. And um, I guess teams like down the bottom, maybe more so, I mean, I guess Liverpool benefit from it as well, but you probably will get a difference in, you'll get a different West Brom when there's, a yeah. whole crowd at the Hawthorns. So ho- hopefully that happens by the end of the season. Yeah. Um, hopefully the hopefully get stuck in his back for good. We yeah, plan we plan for it to be. Yeah. Um probably be roughly every week, but yeah. no guarantees. Yeah. Um but yeah, please do go to the Twitter, share it on there, retweet yeah. it on there, and then yeah, whatever. We're gonna try and upload on Spotify if we can, but if not. Um, it will be on YouTube regardless so give it some love on YouTube if we can get up on other other places we'll let you know on Twitter so thanks for listening to The return. Well, thank
1: you very much we're back we're finally back
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not even been that long I don't know why people are complaining <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. obviously with everything going on hope everyone's staying safe hope everyone's well and FA Cup this weekend hopefully there's a few upsets for us to talk about I don't know who Liverpool have hopefully, but hoping they go out yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, your Plainfield is under yeah. 12. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ar- Arsenal of Newcastle. I think Chelsea Morecambe is one to watch. Chelsea yeah, yeah. going up. So yeah, thank you very much for listening and um, hopefully we'll, you'll be listening to us next week as well.